from FEMA Region 2, back at it one more again for the most dangerous two hours in radio on The Wake Up with your host this evening, your brother Cam Kazi the Cutlass. Big shout out to my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Shout out to the whole On The Wake Up Radio family and shout out to you, the listener, the On The Wake Up Radio Army. You can check us out definitely if you're tuning in on the Instagram Check us out at onthewakeupradio.com, onthewakeupradio.com, where you can listen to the smooth, cool, clear broadcast on the Wake Up Radio. Trust me, we're going to be talking about some shit tonight. You know how it goes. As we get into the program, we start talking about some hotter topics, and then it gets all glitchy on the Instagram. So highly advise you to check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. We have the 24-hour radio broadcasting network on there, folks. Finally did it. If you didn't know, now you know. You can also check us out. Check out the archives on the um, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and we used to have the YouTube. You know, we symbolically have the YouTube right now. We don't use it much anymore because we were facing so much censorship. But you can check us out on those other outlets. And if you do, definitely hit that like button and bump up our ratings so more people can be exposed on the Wake Up Radio. And then if you feel so bold, hit the share button and share this content with somebody who you feel is on the Wake Up. All right. Um, special shout out to FEMA Region 2 Administrator. Fuck is this dude's name? Bob Fenton. Robert Fenton. Big shout out to FEMA Region 2 Administrator Robert Fenton. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Bob. And, and yeah, my people who are listening on, who are tuning in on the IG, uh, put your FEMA region in the box. Let me know what FEMA region you're hailing from. It's always good to know your FEMA region and your FEMA region administrator. Okay, is that a FEMA region two right there? We got another FEMA region two, or is that a peace sign? I can't tell. You know, it's going to be another one of those operational Riley nights. Okay, Region 7. I see you, Region 7. It's going to be another operational Riley night. Fuck it, we'll do it live. You know, uh, we, we got a couple topics lined up, but, you know, it's going to be real casual, loose conversation. Who knows what topics we're going to stumble onto this evening. Anything that y'all want to hear about, let me know for sure. Because there's some stuff going on today. Just warming up the mic right now. I mean, there's so much going on in the world. And 
one of the big things, you know, really coming into 2020 even was for me, it was going back on the old content, going back on old stuff, things that haven't been really tainted by this, you know, 2020 shit. It's like we're in a new era of censorship right now. Okay, Region 3, I see you. I see you, Region 3. Hell yeah, peace cousin. I see you, family. Um, yo, hell yeah, the false flag, the inhuman realm said false flags galore. Tell me about it. I mean, and this is something, you know, I we've been talking about this for the last few weeks now. Anyone who's been paying attention, we said, like, look, it, as soon as Joe Biden got elected, we said there was gonna be more mass shootings, right? More wars and rumors of war and more terrorism, okay? And it's back to business as usual in this country. During the years of Trump, and especially throughout this COVID bullshit, we saw, you know, I guess some irregularities in the normal flow of things. You know, there weren't as many false flag shootings. Um, we weren't seeing as much terrorism. They kind of put the whole Islamic State thing to rest. Uh, you know, how many times? What was that dude? Al-Baghdadi. You know, whatever that motherfucker's name was that they said was running ISIS um, out Baghdadi, they didn't kill that motherfucker like six different times, you know. And when Trump finally killed him, killed him in air quotes, then, then they put that ghost to rest. They put that boogeyman to rest, that Islamic State boogeyman. But in reality, it was, you know, Vladimir Putin, uh, General Soleimani, the Iranian general that they blew up. You know, though that's who really put the Islamic State to rest. But officially, tr Trump had to do had to do it. You know, they said, "What did he say? He was cowering like a bitch." Whatever Trump said, you know what I'm saying. So he put that to rest. So we didn't see as much terrorism in those years, but now I believe we're going to see that stuff pick up again because they have political agendas to push. Not that Trump didn't have political agendas to push. Clearly, you see that, you know, uh, Israel had him on their little puppet string, too, just like every other president. But it was just different agendas. You know, he pulled out of the, the Paris Climate Accord or the Paris Climate uh, Conference the Treaty, whatever the fuck it is. And then Biden put us back in there. Um so yeah, it's just different agendas. And so one of the agendas for this administration is gun control. I believe we're probably at the 100 days by now. Um, that's something I'll check on. If anybody knows, let me know. But I'm pretty sure we are 100 days into the Biden administration. Something that Biden and Kamala Harris said, Vice President Harris said, was that in the first 100 days, they wanted to pass some kind of comprehensive gun control, common sense, gun control, common, common sense means different things to different people. Uh, I know it, it's funny because even though we're preaching to the choir a lot on this show, it's important to get this stuff out on the record. So forgive me if I'm preaching to the choir, folks, but you know, they talk about this common sense gun laws, but it's only it's common sense towards a certain political agenda. Okay. 
because what kind of common sense, like what, what kind of gun laws do they want to put on the books? If y'all go, I mean, we've done this so many times. Y'all can go and check out the, um, the, the, the assault weapons ban, assault weapons, that word in itself, assault weapons ban. I mean, ultimately when you look at the different uh, gun legislations that they want to pass right now, they basically want to outlaw all weapons, all, all firearms, excuse me. And to the point where you're going to have, you know, a bolt action, you know, maybe 22 or some shit like that. <laughs> I mean, anything that, that looks like a so-called assault weapon, the assault weapon, that terminology is really an aesthetic thing where they're, they're worried about guns. If they have certain features on them, that might make it a so-called assault weapon. You know, something that it may not make it fire any better, more accurate. Uh, it doesn't make the bullets any stronger. But these, uh, these aesthetic things may qualify certain weapons as assault rifles, you know, assault weapons. So this assault weapons ban, it's, it's a blanket term to basically just get the firearms out of people's hands, ultimately. And I'm telling you, if, if you look at it, it outlaws, it names specifically so many weapons, but then certain features of weapons. And it, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a shit show. And then you have other, other uh, bills that they want to introduce and, and, and pass that deal with the manufacturers making things more expensive. They want a national registration. You start to get to national registration. That's like, it doesn't matter what, which political gang is in office. You don't want any of these people having your name in a database, in a firearms database right now, okay? That's the type of stuff that they did in Nazi Germany and any place that the Nazis went, you know? There's um, there's a lady, a lady named Kitty Wertman. Kitty Wertman, I think it's like W-H-E-R-T-T-M-A-N, something like that. But she's, um, she's from Austria, and she was a teenager under the rule of Adolf Hitler. She's not Jewish, but she was, you know, living under Hitler's Austria. And she says that when he came to Austria, when he wasn't, he didn't, Hitler didn't conquer Austria. He came in as a, a kind of liberator. And that's because, you know, Austria, I'm pretty sure they had one of these uh, Rothschild type banks, you know, they had Kazarian nomads who were huddling around their money like in Germany. And I'm pretty sure he came in and kicked these type of individuals out, the, you know, this, because people had seen what Hitler did to the German economy. And I think, you know, some people were down with that because they wanted their economy fixed. And that's a whole other conversation. We might go into that a little bit tonight. But, you know, with these central banks and these people, you know, basically loaning money to our governments. Right. So when Hitler came into Austria, he came in as a liberator. They were loving Hitler. Right. 
And slowly he started to implement these draconian measures. <clears throat> so one thing that Kitty Workman explains is that when he, when the, the Nazis came into Austria, at a certain point, they said that all Austrians need to register their firearms. So, you know, the, the, and they gave the, the, the excuse that firearms are dangerous. There are kids shooting themselves with firearms, you know, something along the lines of that. So Austrians went down and they registered their firearms. Then a little further down the line, Hitler said, you know, the Nazis said, oh, well, you know, the measures that we took aren't saving children. So now we have to confiscate, confiscate your firearms. So they already had, they knew everybody that had a firearm because they had it listed. They had it at the local police precincts or whatever they had in Austria. So they confiscated firearms. And then the more draconian measures began. And there's, a, you know, you hear about, you hear about, um, what's his name? Is it, is it Goebbels and his propaganda machine? I mean, the, the, what you saw happen with the Nazis was that it was an attack on so many fronts where you didn't just have physical warfare, but you had a lot of psychological warfare as well, the propaganda machines. So as you have the weapons being taken, now they're going after the children as well at the same time. And this is what Kate, Kitty, Kitty Workman explains, is that at, when they're going for the children, they're doing things like um, kind of liberating teenagers from their parents, you know, like all the young men were given dirt bikes, motorcycles. That's some cool shit. Imagine all these young bucks out here were given motorcycles and they were put in the Hitler youth and they were taught to march and basically be soldiers at a young age. And then the children became snitches for their parents. The young girls started having, you know, a 16 year old girls having children for the Reich, for the Third Reich, for, you know, these fucking those Aryan super soldiers, you know, this is the world that they were creating. And so the children were no, no longer belonged to their parents, but belonged to the state. So you had a lot of psychological war going on at the time. So at the, so when these weapons were now taken away from the people, taken away from the Austrian people, they were left naked to the, to the will of the Nazis and the Nazi party. OK, she talked. Kitty Workman talks about a national ID that was that was uh, issued to all the citizens. She said, watch out for that national ID. She said, don't let them take your guns and don't let them create a national ID. We already know. This Real ID Act 2020, I guess because of covid, it was delayed, but I believe in October 2021, they're trying to bring it back, the National ID Act. What do you think that is? I mean, as if our state IDs weren't good enough, but <clears throat> this National ID Act, they they might have the biometrics, you know, who knows what they're going to have. But these are the type of things that come with the gun control, okay? Because it's never just about the guns. It's about putting us in a position where we're completely dependent on the government and completely controlled by the government. And not just controlled 
through body and action, but they want to control our thoughts, the way we think, and ultimately be able to even predict our our thoughts and our movements. You know, they, they have so many different algorithms out there, artificial intelligence that's going into learning humans and, and learning how we think, how we move, and, and predict our predict our movements. So this is the type of reality that they're trying to create for us right now. And <clears throat> where we're at with all this, you know, pandemic stuff, I don't even want to use the words because I don't want people to get bumped off of the, uh, <laughs> the Instagram. But, you know, if you're listening on the Instagram, like I said, go to onthewakeupradio.com. You can keep the IG on. You know, just turn down the volume and listen in through our radio. It sounds so much better, too. It's crisp and clear. Really sounds like the radio. But all this pandemic stuff, it's acting in the same way as 9-11. It's doing for this generation and this age what 9-11 did for some of us older folks. And, you know, I can't believe, can y'all believe this is the 20th year? This, yo, this year is going to be the 20th anniversary of 9-11. 20 fucking years. Like, when I was growing up, I was born in 82, right? So when I was growing up, 80s, 90s, I would think about something like the Vietnam War, because you look at all the Vietnam War movies, not realizing that that was just like a few years before I was born. It wasn't that long ago. I would see the Vietnam veterans, but really had no concept of how long ago that war was. But it seemed like such a long time ago. Okay, so this this 20 years, it, it's been 20 years since 9-11. And almost 20 years now. This is year 20. And to think that it's been that long and to see how the world has changed since then, you know, the the world has changed and it hasn't changed because it's still the same place. But then so much has changed so fast. And a lot of us, especially if you were awake back then, you got a chance to watch the world change. And if you had got to see that change, you are very fortunate because then you have context. There's a lot of people who are just waking up right now. And there's nothing wrong with that, with people who are waking up right now. But if you were awake 25 years ago, 21 years ago, if you were awake, if you were had some kind of awareness before 9-11, or even if you're old enough to remember 9-11 and remember the way things were before that, and then see the world now, then you, you can understand how much it has changed in that short amount of time. Now, again, with this pandemic shit, we are witnessing another change in society. So they're, they're using this pandemic to shift society. I know they're talking about the Great Reset. We've been hearing about this. It's a real thing. And one one of our shows was called Swan Song of the Elite. Y'all should go back and check that one out. Swan Song of the Elite. And 
that's to me that's what we're seeing right now it's like they said fuck it this is you know so too many people are waking up we gotta do something to shut this down you remember what was happening in hong kong what was happening they were tearing shit up yo they were fighting for their lives in hong kong folks you know in this country enough of us didn't ask why they were protesting in hong kong okay and it was because they were they were protesting an extradition law where basically if someone was arrested by the chinese authorities in hong kong they would be extradited to mainland china okay and in the chinese prison system the uh i don't know how to pronounce it right lao guy lao guido something like that lao guy that is reform through labor that is their system and not only is it reform through labor but the chinese when they get a hold of your ass yo if someone needs an organ they are harvesting your motherfucking ass okay that's what they're doing in china that's what they do to people they harvest people live and they alive they don't you know like china is one of the best places to receive an organ transplant because I'm telling you, and this is like people have done the investigations. You have Chinese authorities who have come out and spoken about this stuff where if you, someone needs an organ, oh, I need a liver. You could get a liver in a couple weeks. You could get a heart in a couple weeks. Dick Cheney couldn't get a heart in a couple weeks, all right? The fucking Rockefeller couldn't get a heart in a couple weeks. Y'all know, thank you, yo, thank you. You know, Jolene Star, big up Jolene Star, man. You you know I'm telling, like I'm not lying. This is the the actual facts. This is the fucking truth. In China, you can get organs very quickly, matter of weeks, maybe a couple months. So, yeah. So this is what's going on in China. So when you see the people, right? They use children as well. Oh, definitely, especially with that one child rule. You already know. Well, you could imagine what kind of horrendous shit. So, so when they were protesting in Hong Kong, they are literally protesting for their lives. Okay, you've got the China social credit score system, and you—I mean, you know—we've talked about it on here. I'm sure you've seen y'all probably seen enough Instagram and YouTube videos to let you know what the the Chinese social credit score system is about. That is the facial recognition that is connected to your biometrics they have your face they have your name birth date your dna your family members next to kin all that shit they've got all of that database and they have basically perfected that system to where if you jaywalk in china jaywalking is one of those offenses right so if you jaywalk in china before you get to the before you get to the other side of the of the street, you done already been been uh, charged. You got a citation for it. The money was taken out of your account, and your social credit score was lowered a little bit because that's deviant behavior in China. You're not supposed to jaywalk, okay? Even if there's no cars coming, coming, you wait for the crosswalk in China, okay? This is what I'm talking about. This is the type of system they've created. That uh, I mean, with the with the organ harvesting alone. So, 
<sighs> there are reports that came out. I, I don't know if y'all recall the um, the Falun Dafa practitioners, a Falun Gong. It's like a Qigong type of internal art. Uh, I, to this day, I still don't know what was so threatening about Falun Dafa for the Chinese government, but they weren't fucking with them. And so back in the early early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, they started rounding them up. I remember this. I remember this from back then, but it's still, you know, I was young back then. You know, I was like a late teen back then. But I remember hearing about this and I had met a few practitioners and like they were trying to get the word out about what was going on, that they were being rounded up. So fast forward now, we finally know that, yes, they were being rounded up. We know this. But what we may not have known was that the Falun Dafa practitioners were being harvested. They were having their organs harvested in China. And they weren't just having their organs harvested. But like I said, people were putting in orders. Oh, I need a kidney. All right, we got a kidney for you. So you had a doctor, he was um, an investigator, Chinese investigator, doctor, scientist, whoever he was. He had to go and he had to go find out if these claims were true. So he was calling up, he and his people were calling up, and they, calling up the uh, organ uh, donation places. And they were saying, okay, yeah, you know, I need a kidney. He said, oh, yes, we can get you a kidney in a couple days, you know, or a couple weeks, whatever it is. He said, um, do you have Falun Dafa kidneys? They said, oh, yes, we have Falun Dafa kidneys. Yes, they're very strong. Yes. They, they kept saying, oh, yeah, the kidneys are very strong. The, the, uh, the hearts and the livers are very strong. This is what was real. This is like real shit. You can go on YouTube and look at this for yourself. Brother Cam is not making this up. This is what was going on. So, yes, exactly. Thank you. Out of the blue BMX. Organ says organs were in pristine shape from Falun Qigong. That's right. They were in pristine shape from that. So, this, you know, I'm not I'm not making this shit up. So, this is what this is the type of things that were going on in China. And people know this. So when we say, so you got to understand that in Hong Kong, they were protesting for their lives, literally for their lives. You don't, you don't go up against a system like this unless it's that serious. You know, I guess that's the point of what I'm saying. What we saw happening in Hong Kong, that wasn't like some willy nilly motherfucker got shot by the cops. And that's important. That don't get me wrong. That's important. But when we go to these jails and prisons in the United States, what's happening here isn't happening to the extent that it is in China right now, okay? Even though there's some questionable shit, and, and we can go into that because we definitely know people are ending up dead for no reason in American prisons. You know what the difference is? So this is, to me, what the difference is. In China, they let you know what it is. They may not tell you you're going to get harvested, but you know that you might be disappeared, okay? You know that if they want to, they can come and scoop you up off the street when they feel like it, disappear your ass, uh, disappear your family, and act like you never existed, you know? That China, I think that, it, okay, for instance, if you go to China as an American, this is before COVID, right? If you go to China as an American, you are told that 
your emails will be read, your correspondences will be read, they will be watching and listening to everything you say. You go to a hotel, you might have someone on the other line who's listening to the phone calls that you make from your hotel. You know that when you get on their grid with, with your own cell phone or a cell phone you purchase out there, that there will be people listening to you. And this is an understanding in China, okay? In the US, yes, it's done, but we like to pretend and when I say we, I mean Americans like to pretend it's not being done, okay? So the U.S. is not there yet, but it's getting close. So this is the end, and it's completely repressive. Repressive. If you remember what was going on in, in Tibet, with Tibet, like they were killing and beating and raping Tibetan monks. The monks, like who beats monks? <laughs> Who beats monks? You know what I mean? Like I was this, oh man, I remember early 2000s, I was watching a video from these this, these monks because the sometimes you have women who are monks, right? You have women monks, female, uh, 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 what do you call it? Buddhist monks in Tibet. And they were, oh my gosh, the shit, the, the accounts that they were talking about, they were beating the head with... Uh, uh, electric batons, like cattle prods, beat, beating the heads with those. They were electrocuted in their vaginas. They were stomped in the head with spiked boots. Like, nigga, women, you know what I mean? So imagine what they would do to men in China. And they have too many men as it is. So it's, it's open season. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Light swell, light swell says Zipcar banned me for talking against big banks. Ooh, ah, that's fucked up. How did they even know you were talking about <laughs> in the Bay Area? Oh, well, you already know Bay Area. What is it? What do they call it? California communism. What the fuck do they call California? Com, com, California, some shit like that. Listen. I used to live in California. I know what it is out there. That California is wild, wild west outside of the major cities. But in the major cities, that's where a lot of the political power lies. And you got some straight commie shit out there. Like they they swear they are social justice warriors. That is not the fucking case. That is not the case in California. Ain't no social justice out there. They, it's a lot of self-righteous bullshit is what it is, where they don't want their rights trampled on, but they will trample on other people's rights because they feel that their causes are more righteous than other causes. People who disagree with them are criminals, pariahs, uh, and I'm telling you, if it was legal to kill, you would see a lot of people getting killed out in a place like California by people who call themselves liberals. Mm -hmm. But outside of there, you have Virginia. Everything is fucking Virginia outside of the major cities in California. And so it's a major culture clash. But I believe it. You're talking about against big banks in the Bay Area and Zipcar Bank. I don't know how the fuck you did that. I don't know how you pulled that off. 
They said, because they wouldn't take my card, which was green. And so I expressed irritation that they were squeezing green out because it was an alternative. Oh, green dot. Oh, yeah. Oh, you already know. Green dot. <laughs> wow, because it was green dot. Yeah, those motherfuckers, man. Yeah. Um, they don't like stuff like that. They don't like stuff like that. You remember with all that green dot alternative payment methods, they kind of squashed that pretty fast, you know? Um, it, it lasted for a while that you could use that, but yeah, they don't want that. They want to know exactly who you are, how you're spending your money. They, they don't want, in the system that's being created, they don't want any anonymous money floating around, any anonymous spending of money especially for something like rental cars, zip cars, all that. No, they want to know exactly who you are, how you're moving, where you live. They want to know your bank account. If they could have direct access to your bank account, even better. That's that's the type of world that they're creating, right? So as I was saying, what was going on in Hong Kong, they were literally fighting for their lives out there. And in France... Same type of thing. You saw the people protesting out there, the yellow vest. A lot of that revolved around this, again, the uh, Paris Climate Conference, the Paris Climate Treaty, where they started implementing these, uh, these measures, you know, adding taxes, carbon taxes and all that stuff. And the ones who were suffering from it the most or being affected the most in France were the farmers and people who had to drive. And, you know, the price of diesel shot up and skyrocketed. So people weren't having it. And to me, it was kind of like Occupy Wall Street in this country, because when Occupy happened, you had a lot of different movements, ideologies all come together and were like, fuck this. And it wasn't a liberal thing. It wasn't a conservative thing. It was an American thing. And people were fed up with the corruption. Like I was down there. I was down there in the early days of Occupy. I was down there on day one when it all came together. I still don't know how it came together. That could have been some whole psyop shit in itself. But people came down to Wall Street and they said, enough. And when I tell you, you could feel the vibration. You go down there by Wall Street and just ocean of people and when, when you see all those people down there i mean you saw all different ethnicities down there people down there with their children people who were just fed up they were like fuck this we're not doing this anymore that's what was going on at occupy wall street and you know people people kind of dug their feet in and made it difficult they made it uncomfortable for the wall street people and over time, you know, it was co-opted because you had the uh, agent provocateurs coming. I saw a lot of those motherfuckers, too. I could tell you some stories about those agent provocateurs over at, at Occupy Wall Street. To this day, I don't know, but I feel like there was they were doing recruiting for Antifa down in Occupy Wall Street. Antifa wasn't even, uh, you know, uh, wasn't even a word on people's lips at that point. But... I believe we saw the beginning of Antifa down there. And, oh, shit. Okay, who's that? Mr. Eastland, you said you were at Occupy Wall Street. 
that's when I saw the hypocrisy between the organizers and, and those there for true resistance. Right. You saw it. You saw it for yourself. Right. OK. So you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You remember because it was so funny because I remember you remember when the um, I guess whoever the organizers were because it was not supposed to be leaders. Right. There wasn't supposed to be leaders that Occupy Wall Street. But when I tell you the amount of money that was flowing in that place like you would see them like boxes of money just being passed like well you know what i'm saying donate a couple dollars and you just see these boxes being passed up to the front and next thing you know they just disappear but the uh but the uh the amount of um the amount of money that was being passed up there was ridiculous. And then at some point you hear about the uh, the organizers of Occupy Wall Street. They were, um, oh yeah, they were up in some hotel, $700 a night type of shit. You know, that that's what was going on. And I remember I had heard about it. And then, you know, you being on the ground, you hear about it. Someone came up and told me about it. One of my people actually, oh, you heard about what's going on with the organizers? I said, oh, shit, really? That's what's going on with them? And then, you know, a few weeks later, all of a sudden that hit the papers. So being on the ground there and you really, and Mr. Eastland, you, you see how, you said you were the Moringa guy. I got to think back now. I wonder if we had crossed paths. Did we cross paths back there? We might have crossed paths. I don't know. But you, you understand what I'm saying. When you were on the ground down there, you, you saw it was a little community. And you saw how easily, you know, you just hear kind of what's going on. And then it got, I don't want to say it got out of hand, but it got co-opted, right? Mr. Eastland said the vibe was great at first, then it got twisted, felt very wicked. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> exactly. And so... That's what we saw. You saw the metamorphosis of that. And you saw how it turned from an organic movement into something else. But that's what I, I, I mentioned that to say that that's what I felt like was going on with the, um, the yellow vests in France, where you had just all these different people with their different grievances. I'm telling you, like they, they tried to say that, oh, these people don't have jobs and they're just a bunch of bums. Like, no, people were going to work coming off of their shift and then going down to Occupy, okay? There were some people who didn't have jobs, lots of people who did have jobs. So many people who were just tired of getting jerked by the government, you know? I think, did we, at that point, did we have that bailout already? Might have already had that bailout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was after the, the economic, you know, collapse or whatever the fuck happened in 2008. So, we had already gone through that stuff. And... People just weren't having it anymore. How do you bail out the big businesses, but then you don't bail out the people? You know, they ended up giving, in the end of the day, it, between the money that was bailed out and the money that was laundered out of here through these central banks and other banking financial institutions, it was 42 to $43 trillion was <laughs> sent out of this country, was laundered from the American people, okay? 42 to $43 trillion 
was taken away from the American people. 22 trillion came back, but then that went toward future wars. Okay, so that, but that's the type of thing that, so that's, that's what was going on in France, all right? And then, so we have Hong Kong, France, we have, you know, uprising going on in the United States, you know, regular shit. And so what did they do? They hit us with the lockdown. They hit us with the pandemic. You know, it's so funny because I don't go on Facebook a lot, but I keep my Facebook up as a kind of time capsule, really. I found an article that I posted back in 2015, and I posted it on, you know, my IG more recently. But it was about when there was, um, basically, they were doing a gain-of-function study on SARS. And a gain-of-function study, this was in 2015, 2014-15. A gain-of-function study is when you make a virus more contagious. Scientists make a virus more contagious in order to see how it would spread if, if and when it hit the human population. So they did this with SARS. And they did it with a bat coronavirus back in 2015. It's SCH014. I know I've talked about it. We've talked about it on the show. If you look up SCH014, I'll even put that in the chat for you all, okay? SCH014. Check that out. Look into that when you get a chance. SCH014. I'll leave it there for a couple minutes, but that's a bat coronavirus. They try to say that it, it's not uh it's not the same thing as what we're experiencing, but it, it's so funny because that is, you know, the path that they said that SCH014 would take is exactly what happened. They said, could this be the next super virus? Could a bat coronavirus be the next pandemic? They said that shit six years ago at this point. Ooh, Mr. Eastland said, transfers of wealth are clandestine operations that must be announced ritualistically, but during a series of world event smoke screens, just like Rumsfeld announced on September 10th, 2000. September 10th, 2001 is what I think you're talking about, Mr. Eastland. But right, September 10th, 2001. Donald Rumsfeld, Donald Rumsfeld said that the Pentagon was missing somehow $2.3 trillion, okay? And they brought in some auditors, and they brought the auditors to the Pentagon. Yeah, that's right. You already know. Steel, sharp, and steel. That's how we do. They brought the auditors to the Pentagon, and they put them in this area that had been recently renovated, and... The next day on September 11th, that area in the Pentagon got hit by a plane, in air quotes. <laughs> they got killed. The auditors got killed. So, And no one talked about that $2.3 trillion again. Mr. Eastland, you know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. So... This this is the type of landscape that we're dealing with right now, folks. So 
you know, we've been talking these last few weeks about there's going to be more shootings, right? More mass shootings because they have an agenda to push. They want their assault weapons ban. And why do they want their assault weapons ban? It's not for the safety of Americans. It's because they're going to do something that they would get shot over in normal circumstances. So as I was preparing for the show today, it's so funny because I just I actually just stumbled onto this one. I know it's big news and but I don't really I don't watch CNN and, you know, MSNBC like that. I watch TV like that. So I was looking for something completely different. And then it came up on my YouTube feed that there was an active shooter going on today. Now, peep game, right? This is USA Today. It was published at, what time? 2.04 p.m. Eastern time. So 5 p.m. Excuse me. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, 2.04 Eastern time. USA Today. Headline, danger remains high. Suspect remains at large in fatal shooting of three near Austin shopping center. What the fuck is this? Austin, a 41-year-old man is wanted in the fatal shooting of three people in Austin, Texas, as authorities surrounding the area Sunday warned residents that the suspect might take a hostage. <clears throat> authorities said the shooting was reported shortly before noon at an apartment complex, and police vehicles, tactical units, and SWAT teams swarmed the parking lot of a nearby shopping complex. Authorities have lifted the shelter-in-place order near the apartment complex, but the suspect remains at large, Interim Austin Police Chief Joe Chacon said. Quote, obviously this is a tragedy. We have people who have lost their lives, end quote. Interim Police Chief Joe Chacon said, quote, we'll do our best to get this person in custody, end quote. Chacon said the shootings appeared to stem from a domestic dispute. He identified the suspect as Stephen Nicholas Broderick and considered him armed and dangerous. Stephen Nicholas Broderick. We're going to come back to that name, too. Because I'm sure there's a story behind this guy, right? <clears throat> Preliminary information indicated that Broderick's... Broderick knew the victims, two women and a man, and that the shooting was targeted. A child was involved, Chacon said, but was safe in police custody. However, danger remains high, he said. Records show Broderick, a former Travis County Sheriff's Office detective, is facing, whoa, back, back up, back up, back up. <laughs> Let me read that again to make sure I read that correct. Records show Broderick, a former Travis County Sheriff's Office detective, is facing charges of sexual assault of a child. Broderick was booked into jail in June and spent 16 days behind bars before posting bail, which was set at $50,000. Broderick, a property crimes direct detective, resigned after his arrest, according to Travis County Sheriff's spokeswoman Kristen Dark. Court and public records show that Broderick's wife filed a protective order and divorced, divorced him shortly after his arrest. Chacon described Broderick as five foot seven inches with a medium build. 
Broadrick was last seen wearing gray hoodie, sunglasses, and a baseball cap. And Broadrick, apparently Broadrick is a black man too. So the stakes are high. Brothers, if you're in Texas, if you're in Austin or anywhere in the surrounding area, lay low for a couple days until they catch this motherfucker because it's about to be open season, okay? So this is something. This guy, he is, let me get this right, a former Travis County Sheriff's Office detective, a property crimes detective, okay? So this guy's one of them. He's a fucking sheriff's detective, okay? Now, you know, we'll find out more about this as it goes on. Everyone be safe out there. But you you gotta you gotta watch these people. You know? Is this really a mass shooting or is this being used towards a political agenda, political objective? Because this is in Austin, Texas. So you already know Austin is one of the more liberal areas of Texas. And it's the perfect environment for something like this to happen. Because, you know, you got people like, uh, you know, like Berkeley, California type people out in Austin, Texas. They're a little more liberal, probably aren't as... Second Amendment friendly, but it's still in Texas, a pro two state. We're gonna see how this plays out. If you got to, if you got to hear the um, the ad for today, it was Bill Cooper again. I might, I'm just gonna keep bringing back Bill Cooper because he was talking. It's it's actually his quote from "Behold the Pale Horse." I'll play it for y'all. See if you can hear it. Okay. See if I can pull it up for you real quick. Because it's relevant to what we're talking about today with, again, another mass shooting. This is the section of his book, 1991 now, where he talks about these mass shootings. All right. The government encouraged the manufacture and importation of military firearms for the criminals to use. This is intended to foster a feeling of insecurity. let me run it back because I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all on uh as the government encouraged the manufacture and importation of military firearms for the criminals to use. This is intended to foster a feeling of insecurity, which would lead the American people to voluntarily disarm themselves by passing laws against firearms. Using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in a process called Orion. The CIA inculcated the desire in these people to open fire on schoolyards and thus inflame the anti-gun lobby. This plan is well underway and so far is working perfectly. The middle class is begging the government to do away with the Second Amendment. The safe and sober checks are for policemen. You're desensitizing the people to what's going to happen. And that... You heard speaking now is Al Cuppet, and we're going to talk about Al Cuppet some more too. But that was Bill Cooper. That's from his book, Behold the Pale Horse, that was written, that was published and released in 1991. 
and he was talking about the mass shooters back then and how they would be used towards a political agenda. Yeah, um, ooh, Danny K, what were they talking about on the news? What were they talking about on the news? Yeah, the, this is, you know, so th this isn't some new shit, folks. This is this has been the plan. This goes back way back. Uh, Bill Cooper, he was in the Navy. I think he was in Na Naval Intelligence. And he was privy to some information. And he put this together. He compiled this information together for us in Behold the Pale Horse. And I'm telling you, one of my big brothers introduced me to that book in 2001. And it was probably right after 9-11. And it was just so on point with what we were experiencing. And, you know, Bill Cooper, they got him. I remember when they killed him. My man came to me, he said, yeah, you know, the guy that wrote that book, they killed him. That shit, they got him November of 2001. Bill Cooper, he predicted so much. He predicted that bin Laden would be used as basically the patsy for a terrorist attack. Um, he he uh, he predicted the the gun grabs. He predicted the draconian measures that would be brought in. You know, he talked. About, I believe he talked about how the U.S. was arming the U.N. and how the U.S. would be an uh, basically an arm of the U.N. Uh, I believe he talked about how Colorado would uh, would be kind of the capital of the U.S. I think Colorado. Uh, what it would be Denver, Denver, Colorado, and Atlanta, Georgia would be major hubs of the New World Order. Um, because you know, one because of Denver's height, because of its elevation. Oh shit! Danny K said they were talking about using hypnosis for the vets coming home to stop active shooter possibilities. God damn! He said that on the news. You see, and see, this is why when we watch the news, if you watch the news, you have to watch it with a keen eye and a keen ear because they'll tell you what time it is, but it's up to you to interpret what you're seeing and hearing. He said, assets, all of them. George, this is from Mr. Eastland. Assets, all of them. George Bush Sr. had lunch with John Hinckley's father the day before Reagan assassination attempt. See, and right. And so those are like little obscure historical facts and truths that people, you know, they'll just put to the side. But the Hinckley's knew the Bushes. The, the Hinckley's knew the Bush family. Like, I believe the, um, what do you call it? John Hinckley was cool with George Bush Jr., if I'm not mistaken, right? So th this is the type of stuff I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, like if you, if I didn't say it already, the, the name of today's episode is Season of Sacrifice. Last week, we talked about this a little bit too, Season, of, season of Sacrifice and how during this time period, we have to be aware that Whatever powers that be, um, whatever powers that be, that's disturbing. I'm going to come back to that, Mr. Eastland. But whatever powers that be, they, they, for them, this is, you know, 
this is the time where they do certain sacrifices. So we're coming up on actually the today would be the what's that 20 93 to be the 28th anniversary of the Waco, Texas massacre of the Branch Davidians. And I remember, so when that happened, I must have been dumbing out last week when I said it. I wasn't eight years old. I was 11. I'm born in 82. So I would have been 11 years old when when this Waco thing was going on. And what we were told back then in the 90s isn't exactly what happened. Because when Waco, when Waco happened, you had the ATF, you had um, Texas State Police, I think you had National Guards in there, you had FBI, you had a lot of different agencies come in there and to, to basically help out with the situation. But they exacerbated what happened at at Waco, where you had these people in the church. Yeah, they did have firearms, but it was a church, you know, Christians. Was it the Bible and bullets type of shit? You know what I'm saying? Uh, praise the Lord and pass, pass the ammo type of people, okay? And I don't know why they targeted them exactly, but they did. And... You know, they tried to do a sting on them, ended up shooting somebody, shooting dogs. The people in the, the Branch Davidians fired back. That's how it all began because you had the ATF backing up uh, uh, a horse cart or something like that and jumped out at them. What the fuck would you do? Open up on them. Turned into a standoff that lasted, I guess, from February to April. And then, you know, according to Al Culpit, Al Cuppet, he said that the Branch Davidians, he said that um, the FBI and ATF, they were basically told to fall back. And then some specialists came in dressing all black. And those are the ones who actually set fire to the compound, okay? So it was gassed. I mean, and the, the shit that they did was horrific because they put barbed wire around the actual building so that if people were to try to come out like razor wire if people did try to jump out of the windows that they would get ripped to shreds okay so it wasn't it wasn't the easiest thing for people to get out they gassed them and then they set it on fire and all those women men women and children died okay and that was 1993 today Okay, right? Just want to make sure I'm getting the day right. Was it the 19th or the 20th? Yeah, April 19th, from February 28th to April 19th, 1993. <clears throat> so it's been it's almost 30 years since that happened. And, you know, for, for the Young Bucks, 30 years seems like a long time ago. How the fuck did that happen? 30 years ago? Almost 30 years ago. 28 years ago. 28 years ago, right? So for something like that to have happened so recently in history, 
but a lot of y'all weren't around when it happened. So it, it, it's history to you, but you know, many of us lived through that and saw it happen. And it was during this time of the year and they basically bastardized whatever these people were doing. The, the Davidians, the branch Davidians, they basically wanted to have nothing to do with society. And they were, you know, they had their own church, they had their land, they were, you know, community living. It's not a lifestyle that I would have chosen, you know, the way that they were getting down, but who are we to judge them? You know, as far as we know, nobody was being hurt. Nobody was being abused. Nobody was being mistreated in there. And they killed these people in front of us on live TV and tried to kind of equate them to some kind of militia movement. And, you know, th there were people, so-called patriots, who were paying attention from back then who knew that something stank. And they made sure that even up to this day that we would still have this conversation. So to, to fast forward to where we're at today, if American people allowed the government to burn alive women and children in front of their faces on TV almost 30 years ago, then you can imagine what people will allow them to do today in 2021, okay? This is the season of sacrifice. This is uh you know 1999 April 20th you had the Columbine shooting. Okay? 1995 April April 19th you had the Oklahoma City bombing. And you know, I've heard a lot of people that at this point who said that that was not a fertilizer bomb. That was something a little more sophisticated because of the type of damage that it did. It wasn't, what is it? What do they call it? Whatever the fuck they call it. Nitrate, something nitrate. Potassium nitrate or so, whatever the hell. No, Timothy Ickvay didn't act alone. But... You know, again, that's what people were fed. The Columbine shooters, you know, I don't know much about them at this point just because I haven't looked into them. But I wouldn't be surprised if they were some kind of, you know, uh, MK Ultra type of cats. Mr. Eastland said, I met Barbara Bush daughter at a cocktail party at 10 Gracie on the Upper East Side. In the same building, Anderson Cooper and his brother were raised by the high-ranking dark mother Gloria Vanderbilt. Ooh, god damn. Did I just say that on live air? He said, I left that world completely when I realized the spirits I was tangling with. Oh, yeah. No, nah, you can't take shots back. That shit was just said. Yeah. Yeah, those folks, they kind of, they're on a different level of stuff, you know? This season of sacrifice, so, yeah, I just did that shit, yo. <laughs> Keontae back shot. So it's April 19th, so, you know, I've been warning, and this ties into, as well, Operation Ring of Fire. 
Operation Ring of Fire. We'll come to that in a little bit. Because I'm going to keep on talking about this. So, season of sacrifice, right? So, we're already in April. So, I have a list of these that I found. I actually found it. I actually downloaded it from the FBI. Okay? So, the FBI has this information. This is coming straight from the FBI. Um, The dates... As far as the new moons and everything might be a little off just because this was this is old, so I'm not sure what year this is from. So disregard some of the dates as far as the new moons, but peep game, right? April 1st, Good Friday, Good Friday, and the day of passion, the mock death of Christ, animal or human sacrifice, any age female. That's satanic. Okay, so the way this is broken down, it's the date, the celebration, the type, ceremony, age, and if it's a cult or satanic. All right, so that's April 1st. April 2nd, Easter Eve day, and it's a blood, it's a blood sacrifice. Human sacrifice of a male or a female, any age, male or female, satanic, okay? April 3rd, Easter Day, unholy, blood Sunday, falls between March 22nd and April 25th, okay? So blood, it's human sacrifice, male, female, child, any age, male, female, satanic. I might be missing one. April 9th. Last quarter moon, possible SBAT meeting. I don't know what that is. Um, any age, male, female, occult, satanic. April 16th. So we just came off of April 16th. They were in the 19th now, right? April 16th. New moon, SBAT, magic meeting. Any age, male, female, occult, and satanic. April 19th and 26th. Sacrifice prep, okay? Kidnapping, holding, and ceremonial prep of person for human sacrifice. So right now, today, April 26th, according to this, there will be kidnappings, okay? There are probably people being snatched up right now. Any age, male or female, ladies, If you're out there, your your situational awareness, you have to be on point. If you're in a pro two state, make sure you are strapped, okay? Uh, I I just saw a video. Someone just shared a video with me. I think it was Brother John. Shared a video with me where some dudes were caught kidnapping, trying to kidnap some children, but the community caught them. It was regular white man shit, you know? And the community caught them and stopped them and were beating their asses, you know. And the interesting part, this was in a black community and these were black men, but these were Africans, okay. And this isn't to go, you know, start hate between our African brothers and sisters. But you got to understand, these particular people are doing to our folks in America what 
Maybe they do with folks in Africa, okay? What they're used to doing. Listen, that slave raider blood is still strong in some people, all right? Some people are still compromised and selling off children to whoever these bidders are, okay? So this is a video of these guys got caught. They were getting their asses beat, but the people also had them waiting there for the police to come and pick them up, and they were able to save those children. That's the type of vigilance that we need right now in general, okay, especially with our melanated people because they, they're still kidnapping us, harvesting our organs and our body parts, and, you know, how is it that we have so many missing people but you're not finding missing people as you're searching for missing people. So April 19th and 26th is sacrifice prep. So right now, for the next few days, they will be, the next seven days, they will be preparing people to be sacrificed, okay? April 23rd, first quarter moon, possible SBAT meeting. Any age, male, female. April 24th, St. Mark's Eve. April 25th, Grand Climax, five weeks and one day after spring equinox. Damour ritual, sexual activity, oral and or vaginal sex. Female human sacrifice. The sacrifice can be a child, any age, male or female, occult and satanic, okay? That's April 25th. April 30th, Walpurgisnacht, Rodmas Day, May Eve, Sabbat Festival, Welcoming Summer, one of the two most important Sabbats. It's a blood day, okay? Animal or human and or human sacrifice, one to 25-year-old female, Okay. So on April 1926, is that who they're kidnapping? Females between 1 to 25 years old, pay attention to your peoples, okay? Ladies, if you're out there, make sure that you're strapped, that you have weapons, that you have tasers, knives, with clubs, whatever you need to protect yourself and to make it home to your loved ones every day, okay? If you're in a Pro 2 state, you have no excuse not to have a firearm, all right? April 30th. So from there's a chance that between April 19th and April 30th that they are prepping this individual to be sacrificed on the 30th, okay? You got these motherfuckers honking around outside. May 1st, Beltane, Walpurgis Day, May Day, May Day. You'll watch out for May Day, okay? Now, because May Day, let me just read this. It said Druid Fire Festival. Coven initiation. That's an initiation. I don't know what happens in initiation, but some shit. Any age, male, female, occult, and satanic. Yeah, this shit is fucked up. This is what's really going on out here. Like I said, I downloaded this from uh, an FBI source, you know, whether it was the FBI online, whatever it was. This is official. This is the FBI's guidebook for understanding these things. So, so when it comes to these people, so like people like the FBI, so they know that this is going on. They know that these kidnappings and they know that these rituals are being conducted. 
and they they know that there's going to be an up, uptick of disappearances at a certain time of the year. The other thing that they know is that they have people who live by this religion within their ranks too. Okay, so you can imagine how that goes. Ted Gunderson, he was someone who was really on top of this stuff. And, you know, he died a few years back. But look at some of the Ted Gunderson content and use this to put the pieces together. Because, listen, they can't stop all of us, okay? No fucking way that they can stop all of us. And they're going to try. It's 111 right now, too, by the way. They're going to try, but they're not going to be able to do it, especially if we remain vigilant, okay? And we just keep pushing because these people are so fucking weak. They're so weak in the end of the day. And their resources, they have a lot of resources, but they need people and they need manpower. So the more of us who are awake and aware of what's going on, then the easier we'll be able to fight these folks in the end of the day. We have to remain vigilant, right? So April 30th, excuse me, May 1st, May Day. So one thing I wanted to say about May 1st too is that Biden was supposed to pull out of Afghanistan on May 1st. Basically, Trump struck a deal with the Taliban and the Afghan government said, okay, we're going to pull out of Afghanistan in May 1st, 2021. Struck this deal last year sometime. And so in Afghanistan, they weren't attacking U.S. troops, U.S. forces, nothing like that. Taliban was making sure that no attacks were being launched on U.S. personnel. Under the, with the understanding that the U.S. would be pulling out all forces from Afghanistan. And... A few weeks ago, you had the Taliban and the Afghan government officials come out to uh, Moscow to talk about how to, you know, once the U.S. withdraws, how to peacefully coexist and manage their nation, right? Joe Biden, he basically said, fuck what y'all, fuck what Trump said. First, he wasn't going to pull out at all but now he's saying apparently he's gonna pull out september 11th 2021 okay so he's gonna wait a whole how many months what's that may five another four months basically to pull out he's gonna pull out four months later why he wouldn't just pull out may i don't know i don't know i'm not in the government but you know that to me that's four months plenty time for some fuckery to go down because if one attack, whether it's really the Taliban or whether it's a false flag attack on a U.S. personnel, on a pipeline, whatever it is, that's going to be justification for the U.S. to keep forces in Afghanistan. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope I'm wrong. I don't mind being wrong sometimes, folks. 
But that's the type of thing we have to watch out for now, okay? May Day, folks. May Day. That's a Druid Fire Festival, May 1st. Yeah. Um, Mr. Eastland said, he said he intervened in two white van abductions in 2020 in South Florida. Both would be victim, both would be victims were grown females. God damn. Telling you, man, these folks are out here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hold on, I'm just putting this link in the chat for everybody to see. Um, on the wake up, if you're listening on IG, definitely you want to turn into on the wake up radio.com. And you can keep the IG on, but we always tell people to tune into onthewakeupradio.com because that way you can listen to the show without interruption. I know people get kicked out of the live all the time on IG. That's why we just use it kind of symbolically, if you know what I mean. So going back now, so May 1st. Beltane, so that's the Druid Fire Festival. May 1st is also um, a full moon, Eslat magic meeting. It's blood, possible animal sacrifice. May 9th, last quarter of the moon, possible Esbat meeting. So last quarter of the moon, you want to watch out for stuff in May. All right. May 12th, Ascension Day. Always the 40th day after Easter, marking Ascension of Christ. Okay, so the 40th day after Easter. So whatever that is this year. May 13th, Friday the 13th. Now, is May 13th, Friday the 13th this year? I don't know if that's what it is this year. I don't have a calendar in front of me. Let me see, what have we got? Your 2021 calendar. May 13th is not a Friday this year, okay. Friday, we don't have another Friday the 13th until August of this year. August 13th, I think that's the, is that the only one we have this year? Okay, so yeah. August is the only Friday the 13th that we have in 2021. So, folks, listen, look out for August Day. Because usually we have a couple of them throughout the year. If that's the only one, watch out. Because they're probably planning some shit. It's 2021. You already know the stakes are higher this year. Watch out for Friday the 13th in August of 2021. Let me see. May 13th, May 13th. Um, but this, that, that Friday the 13th for May, it's a blood sexual event, sexual orgies and animal sacrifice. Okay. New moon in May, any age. Um, May 31st, full moon, Espot magic meeting, blood, possible animal sacrifice. Okay. 
Listen, I'm not going to go too far into all of this, but you, you get the idea. I just wanted to really focus on April and early May dates just for people to kind of pay attention to and see what's going on because this, you know, we, we have this mass shooting already. There's a manhunt right now. This is now, this is great for the media because now if they don't catch this guy by Monday morning, then basically they, they get to captivate the people with fucking full day or maybe days of a manhunt in Texas, you know, are, are they going to lock down parts of Texas? Are they going to lock down Austin? Are they going to lock down surrounding areas? They already had a shelter in place order for people for a period of time, which I think is really interesting because they're using the same language for a mass shooter as they use for pandemic. It's just interesting, that's all. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Whole bunch of fuckery we're dealing with, folks. I heard about Canada's lockdown. Canada has their strictest lockdown yet. I mean, let's see if I can play this video for you, just so you get an idea of what I'm talking about. Because you got to watch Canada, because what they're doing in Canada, they want to bring to this country. I'm going to turn this up. We've implemented the strictest measures in all of North America. And the difficult truth is every public health measure we have left comes with a massive cost to people and their lives. But we have never shied away from doing what's necessary. We have made the deliberate decision to temporarily enhance police officers' authority for the duration of the stay-at-home order. Moving forward, police will have the authority to require any individual who is not in a place of residence to first provide their purpose for not being at home and provide their home address. Police will also have the authority to stop a vehicle to inquire about an individual's reason for leaving their residence. And our inspectors will also be ensuring that those who absolutely must come to work are strictly following the public health measures. For our employers and employees, take note, this is your last warning. I'm wondering about these new police powers to just randomly stop someone walking down the street or to pull over a car. What happens if, uh, if a person refuses to answer the police question? So by issuing these new additional enforcement measures, it allows police officers to ask the person why they are not at their place of residence and what their place of residence is. And specifically to your question, um, if you are not willing to comply, then you are breaking the law. If someone sees um, their neighbors uh, breaking these, these new regulations um, and, and having a party in their yard, that sort of thing, should should people call the police on their neighbors? In terms of people calling um, to snitch, to 
inform. Um, look, we all have a personal responsibility. If it means saving lives, then I think we have to think about what your social responsibilities are as an individual to make sure that you don't empower other people and invite a whole bunch of individuals to your home. We've implemented. Thank you. <clears throat> That's right. It's crazy, right? Not even finessed soft tyranny. It's true tyranny. That's right. That's the thing. They're not even using flowery words anymore. They're letting you know exactly what it is. And that's one thing. I'm glad you said that because that's something that people like us can pay attention to over these next few years, how the way that language is being used is changing right now, where they're not, you know, they're kind of taking the finesse out of it and just telling you what it is, like broken glass lubricant. They're not even oiling it up a little bit before they jam it in. They're just letting you know what it is and expecting people to accept it. And a lot of people are accepting it because, again, they're scared, you know, and we always talk about how we are in a period where we're watching this soft tyranny get harsher and like dramatically harsher. If you remember last year during the riots, whatever the hell was going on, excuse me. There's a video of these militarized police walking down the street, yelling at people, right? No Vaseline. These militarized people are walking down the street, yelling at people to get into their homes, get in your houses, get in your house. They're yelling this shit. And then you have this group of folks sitting on the porch, on their porch. They're outside, but they're on their own porch. Cops say, get inside. And then the commander says, light them up. They stop, a few of them stop, and they fire something at the people. And again, they get in, they run inside. Luckily, they were some kind of paint rounds, okay? They were paint rounds or dust rounds or something like pepper rounds or something like that. But those people who got shot didn't know what it was. What if those were real bullets? Like, this is the psychological trauma that's being inflicted on people, okay? And they're going to let people... They're going to allow people to think that they have certain freedoms, but any time that they want to shut it down, they're going to shut it down, and they're going to come with this long arm of the law bullshit where it's just a, a whole bunch of paid knuckle breakers, authoritarian knuckle breakers. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't, you know, anything is a go. It crimes against the state type of shit. Uh, I'm telling you. We're heading towards some shit, ladies and gentlemen, and you have to be mentally prepared. It's funny. I was watching clips from this movie. What's it called? The Invasion. It's one of those body snatcher type of movies. And in that movie, you see the scene where they're on the train. The lady comes on and she's frantic because all these people are being body snatched. You see the brother and his woman sitting on the train. He said something like, he said, like, you can't show emotion. He said, if you if you show emotion, then they'll know that you haven't been changed. You know, he was trying to coach her along, like, she's like fuck up, like those all that whimpering shit. Like, no. You gotta be stoic. You know, you can't let them know that that you haven't yet been broken. You know, that's what we're moving towards right now.
whole bunch of people. Listen, I don't even want to put this out there, but it's like you're not going to like what you're about to see. If you don't like it now, stay tuned, motherfucker, because you're definitely not going to like it. But you have to you have to keep your mind as it's happening, okay? You're going to witness some things that you don't want to see. You in you're going to see this country going in a direction that you don't want it to go. But you have to keep your mind as you're seeing it happen, okay? You can't, don't let them break you in the end of the day. That's what they want. They want buck-broken individuals right now. And if you're listening to this broadcast, you're not one of those individuals that's going to be broken. And so if you're in this country, it's going to make things difficult for you. But we're also in an age where we create our reality. So, you know, factor that into it, too. It's We're fighting against this hologram. You've got people who are trying to create a fucked up hologram for all of us. But that's not what's happening right now, you know? You got people who are pushing back against that. And so you got all these different alternate timelines and time experiences that are being created in the midst of all of this. And all they can do is scare people and keep people trapped in fear, in a fear vibration. Right. Out of the blue, BMX said they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. You already know. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. That's right. You know, apply that to any country at any time or apply that to any group in this country. Who are they coming for right now? Came for the gun owners, came for the veterans, came for black people. Black folks have always been on the list, high on the list. Came for the Arabs, came for, you know, they're coming for people and... Americans are so docile that it's it's easy to justify, you know, a group that you don't like being marginalized, arrested, beaten, killed in the streets. Just think about it. We're in a period right now where pretty normal to see police kill a human being in the streets. Don't even put a color on that person. It's, it's, it, we're, we're very comfortable seeing people killed by authority figures and left in the streets and, and then televising that murder. Okay. Televising the, the taking of that individual's life. We're comfortable with that in this country. Very comfortable. And that's not going to go backwards. And, okay, today it's a group that you don't like that is left dead in the streets. Tomorrow might be your group. You think anyone's going to care either way? Nobody's going to care because we're used to seeing human bodies in the streets, okay? We're used to seeing 
people's doors kicked down and busted down and people dragged out of their homes. We're used to seeing children at gunpoint. Yeah, children. We're used to seeing authority figures bust down doors and point guns at children. Okay, we're used to hearing children cry while their parents are being assaulted by authority figures. We're used to seeing pregnant women being thrown and slammed down. Okay, pregnant women. We're used to seeing that. I've seen so many videos of that. Pregnant women being fucking thrown on the ground, being hit in their bellies by authority figures while people stand by and watch that that's normal right now in the united states okay um mr eastland said it's all laid out so clearly in their own documents lockstep deagle etc ancient text big time big time question is is it a prophetic roadmap or an engineered script <clears throat> um i say it's an engineered script I say it's an engineered script because the thing, I'll tell you why I say that, because there are certain things that in these so-called sacred texts are attributed to God. And if you know something, if you know a little something, then you know that it's not so-called God doing it. It's human beings doing a lot of this stuff. So unless God is some elitist or if god is a white man in a in a office building then i'm gonna have to go with an engineered script because the people who are doing this are not god whatever people may think god is they ain't it they're far from it and so if we're gonna attribute okay like there's earth changes going on right but then you have humans who are changing the earth as well. So are those humans God? I don't think so. I think those are humans who are engineering this shit. They're, they're engineering these scripts. They are laying out what they want to see. And they're doing their best to convince the rest of us that this is what's happening, you know? Whatever narrative that they want to throw in the mix, they want us to go along with it. You know? Exactly. So, no, yeah, I think it's an engineered script in the end of the day. That's my personal opinion. I don't think it's prophecy. I think you have people who are creating prophecy in their own favor. Okay? Did, do you remember a few years ago they started saying that I guess it was around 2018, maybe. They said that there are only 12 years left of life on Earth. Now it's, you know, what, nine years? You know what I mean? They're saying that Earth will be gone in nine years. This is the perfect, and so many people, like, you don't know, I've had people come up to me like, oh, well, you know, we only have until 2030 to live. Like, really? You mean Agenda 2030 to live? Like, come on, folks. But if people don't know about these agendas, 
then they might actually believe we only have until 2030 to live. Listen, I'm telling you, if y'all have read the, the report from Iron Mountain, this is why I'm so adamant about just going back on the old shit at this point. If, if you have not read the report from Iron Mountain, then what we are going to face in the next nine years is going to be very confusing. Um, Mr. Edmonds, you mentioned the Deagle report. A lot of people don't even know about Deagle. Listen, Deagle, I don't know what it is, if it's some kind of contractor, but they, they pull information from a lot of different contractors and government agencies in the United States and across the world. In 2015, and I remember this, in 2015, through all their sources, they came to the projection that by 2025, the U.S. population would be about 67 to 80% slimmer than it is now. By slimmer, I mean that we will have 80% fewer people in the United States by 2025. Okay? This, this comes from the Deagle Report. How do, where, where do they come up with those numbers? How do they come up with that? I mean, and, and when you when you look at how they were even basing this, I'm talking, they went down to like the budget. Like they would talk about what the budget is at, you know, because again, this goes back to 2015. What the budget is in 2015, what it's going to be in 2025. Like ain't no U.S. budget in 2025. It's very slim to the point where it would make you think that whoever is living in this country is basically... Basically, this country is a huge corporation, and I'm not talking about corporation in the way that it is now. I'm talking about, like, it's basically a giant machine. There's not many people to feed, not many. All you need to do here is pass around resources, ultimately. That's what it appears to me in the Deagle report, okay? But if you aren't familiar with the Deagle report, like I don't even think you can find that now. You have to do the, you know, you have to go back on some archive shit and find that specific page from 2015. But if you go online on YouTube, you can find people who reported on it back then, okay? Now, 2025 is four years away, folks. How... How would they decrease the U.S. population by 80%? Just think about it. I just want y'all to marinate on that, okay? The projections are that we will have 80% fewer people in the United States by 2025, okay? How? Use your thinkers, people, okay? Just, just think about it. I'm not going to tell you how because I don't know how. One way they say it may be due to some kind of migration. Okay. 80% of the population going to migrate out of the United States. Maybe. Maybe not. All I'm saying is you have to go back on the old shit to know what to put today's stuff into proper context. If you haven't read the lockstep document, then a lot of what you hear and see isn't going to make sense. Folks, so much information has been tainted by these modern day times. And so we have to go back on the old shit. 
Um, you know, I, I'm just looking at seeing if I could pull up something for you, some old shit for you. Because you deserve it. Mm. I found an old document. See if I can find it again. See if I can pull it up during this broadcast. But... Right. Thank you. Oh, what up? What up, Jackson? I see you, brother. Jackson said, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Exactly. Um, I think I read this, or I might not have read this. Deadly Pentagon chemical black ops over USA. I don't even know. If I've, I think I read this the other day, so I'm not going to go into it right now. Talking about using humans as guinea pigs in Montana, spraying chemicals over them, you know. Um, there's a, there's there's so many documents out there, and, and these people, again, it's not like you know when people think of these different conspiracies. It's, they don't realize that a lot of stuff is actually published. And so, you know, they, 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 they look to the dark regions of the internet and, you know, they come up with some wacky shit when you, you don't have to dig that deep sometimes. Sometimes you just have to know the places to look. Peace, DeAndre. Sometimes you just know, have to know where to look for the information more than digging deep to dark, you know, because there's conspiracies and then there's conspiracy theories. And I, I do my best to stay away from the theories because, you know, it's we don't have time to really theorize about shit. We have to go with the information that we know that maybe that we can prove or that we can kind of hang on to something else. We always have to remember that just because an event happened, the cause of that event may be something that eludes us. Yeah, conspiracy. Listen, man, we live in a world of conspiracy. There are definitely people conspiring, but know the difference between conspiracy and conspiracy theories. All right. Some conspiracies are not theories at all. And when, when it comes to articulating our points, we need to make sure we have enough facts so that we don't sound like idiots when we talk about certain things. You know, I'm telling you, when I tell you so much information, uh, I've taken in so much information over the years. I talk about like a small little percentage of the stuff that I've come across. Because some things I don't know. And it's okay not to know. But you, what we have to focus on the things that are going to, that we know we can use to better ourselves and fight these motherfuckers. Like, yo, just the fact that we're on these platforms, like, come on, like, a lot of y'all tuning in on IG right now. <laughs> this is their platform. 
if they want to shut us down, you know, if I say the wrong key words, then people are getting kicked off of my feed. This shit happens all the time. So, you know, how free are we to have these conversations? We have onthewakeupradio.com where we can we do have the uninterrupted and uncensored conversation and it sounds crisp and clear too that's the other part it just sounds good you know but yeah you know there's enough conspiracies out there that we don't need to focus on the theories that's all i'm saying um So this is one, you know, like I always tell you, I'm not a religious man. I'm not a Christian, but Christians have a lot of good information. They have a lot of good information. And a lot of times they're in the military and they're in, especially in the United States, and they're just in positions where they're privy to certain information. And, you know, I'm not going to read this whole article. I've been listening to this guy, um, Al Cuppet. Al, Al Cuppet. <clears throat> Al Cuppet. I guess he was Department of Defense or military, something along those lines. And came across his name when I was looking into Operation Ring of Fire. Operation Ring of Fire is the alleged operation where basically they said that there are nukes planted all over the country. There will be a series of train derailments, factory and warehouse explosions, and they'll be blamed on a group of people in order to usher in this new world order. When I was hearing about this, a few weeks after I learned about it is when there was the um, fertilizer plant explosion in Waco, Texas, which occurred, uh, I guess it was April 17th, 2013. So my ears had already been perked up for this type of thing. And then the warehouse explosion happened, and then I was completely paying attention back in 2013 for that. And then, you know, <clears throat> learned out more recently, or maybe probably even after that, that that warehouse was actually intentionally set on fire. And then the explosion that occurred afterwards, it actually destroyed a lot of structures, destroyed 150 structures. You saw the explosion. That was a massive explosion, folks. So, you know, caught my attention. <clears throat> so as I finally found the information on Operation Ring of Fire now, in the last couple of weeks, came across Al Cuppet's name. Al Cuppet, you know, <clears throat> he does actually have a lot of information on YouTube right now. And I stumbled across one of his old videos from 2018. My man is on point and he talks about, he's a Christian man, but he talks about the stuff that, you know, 
the build up to what's going on right now. Okay, for instance, Al Cupper talks about how back in 1998, now this is under Bill Clinton, you had police and fire departments who were receiving terrorism training. And once they received the training, they were encouraged to train more people with this terrorism training. So you have police and fire first responders being trained for terrorism. And the manual that they were using actually had a picture of the Twin Towers on it. And one of the towers had a bullseye. Now, this is 1998 that he gave it. So there was, you know, you'd had the World Trade Center bombing in 93. When was that, by the way? That's a good question. 93, I believe. February 26, 1993. February 26. So you have the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. So, okay, yeah, they could have had it on there because of that. But, you know, it was real ominous just to see that, knowing now about 9-11, obviously. But he talked about how back then police and fire departments were being trained for terrorism. You know, <clears throat> talked about a lot of stuff. Talked about the police checkpoints and how the checkpoints, the sobriety checkpoints were conditioning American citizens for, for one day, okay, you may have police, sheriffs, whoever that are doing these sobriety checkpoints, but at a certain point, they might not be sheriffs, they might be foreigners, they might be UN troops, they might be somebody else who's not on our side at all doing those checkpoints. Those checkpoints won't be sobriety checkpoints, but those will be regular checkpoints. Where and he actually talks a little more in depth about the red list, where the red list are the people who are dissidents, where the government got to get rid of them, whether you get locked them in, you know, what do you call it, in a Camp FEMA, or they just get executed. The blue list will be law enforcement, U.S. intelligence, who are the ones that are doing this, who are going around and locking up these people. These are the no-knock raids, okay? Like, like we said, we've been conditioned for the no-knock raids. Um, but then the blue list, <clears throat> so just like in Nazi Germany and in other authoritarian countries, where you have the people who go and do the first wave, take out the red list people, right? That would be law enforcement, U.S. intelligence agencies, FBI, ATF, you know, U.S. marshals, these type of people. Then you have the people who come behind them to take them out and to lock them up. Really, probably just to kill them, honestly, because y'all done got your hands dirty already. So, you know, they, they know what you're capable of, okay? They're going to have people coming after them to deal with them. This is what Al Cupid talks about. And so 
in the articles I was reading dealing with Operation Ring of Fire, his name came up. So he, he to me, he's credible. There's a lady, she, um, see if I could find her name for you because she did, let me see. Linda Thompson, Linda Thompson, Waco, the big lie, and the big lie continues. She did these in, uh, in that first one in 1993, Linda Thompson, Waco, the big lie. And she's also referenced in this Operation Ring of Fire stuff because apparently um one of the, I guess, I'm not sure if he was Navy. I can't remember where he was with. He was military or intelligence, but he is actually the one who came to her talking about Operation Ring of Fire. I was reading an article that was published, you know, probably 10 years ago. And she has some footage from Waco that she says she got from this individual who disclosed Operation Ring of Fire to her. This guy, you know, he was with military intelligence, whatever, but he ended up being tortured. He faced electronic harassment back in a time when that wasn't really, you know, we didn't know too much about electronic harassment. And then Al Cuppet in his 1998 talk that I was just listening to right before the show, he talks about, again, electronic harassment. He talks about these microwave dishes that, that can be brought in front of someone's home and used on them as targeted individuals. So if y'all know about targeted individuals, you know that, I mean, they, they can, you know, transmit messages into people's minds and and, you know, drive people crazy, cause folks to harm themselves, harm others, okay? This whole, you have a whole infrastructure that's just exists solely to torture people. They call it electronic torture, electronic harassment, targeted individuals, gang stalkers, okay? You know, uh, you may have heard of these terminology, and you may all know what I'm talking about, too. This is for the people who haven't heard of this stuff. Okay, so you, I'm saying this because you, you should check out Al Cuppet and see what he has to say, because he he talks about a lot of things that in 1998 that we're seeing come to pass now in 2021. OK. I was just looking at uh, let me see. February 24th. OK, no, that's not a date. I just had to look up something real quick. Yeah, so you know, ch check out Al Cuppet. If you see the ad that I put up, he's the last person to speak in that ad. You spell it C U P P E T T, Al Cuppet. If you want to look at the Operation Ring of Fire stuff, you can go to beforeitsnews.com or go to godlikeproductions.com. Go on there. You have to go on there and actually and physically type that into their search engine then just a plethora of information will come up y'all can do your homework there's some articles and links that'll be down and you got to find creative ways to pull those up um this stuff because the the information that 
I'm coming across is so funny because you hear about things and you read stuff and then you don't hear anything about it for a long time and all of a sudden something pops up and you realize like, damn, it's crucial. Like these people actually knew what they were talking about way back when. You know, this one article is talking about boxcars and shackles are in place across America to haul all resistors away, Nazi style to the death camps of America under martial law. You know, this is stuff we've been hearing. It may be true. I have videos um, that I took out in Arizona of some boxcars. Were those cattle cars or were those human cars? Well, where I was driving by, there was no cows around there per se. There was no cars out there, nothing like that. Um, but they definitely looked like those those passenger transport cars, those, you know, inmate transport cars, the box cars that we've been hearing about for so long. This was like I said in in Arizona, somewhere right right beyond the California Arizona border. I can't remember what's what city. It wasn't even a city or a town. It was just an area. You know what I mean? As I was driving and I witnessed this stuff. So you know, it's it's um. It, we've seen so many things to suggest that this stuff is going on. But in the end of the day, we also can't allow these people to to write that narrative, you know, because we're like like I was saying, like a few of you said, we're we're in this holographic universe that it literally like what you give it is what it gives back to you. So if you're telling it that. If you're telling it the worst, then it's going to give you back the worst. I can't tell you, especially in this last year, how many times like I'd be having a conversation and then some obscure commercial would come on that day. You know, something weird like that would come on that day that answers or responds back with exactly what I was talking about to the point where it's like, okay, and, you know, and, and to have witnesses there to say, okay. There's something going on here. Um, you said, see MTV Holocaust commercial parts one and two on. Okay. Thank you. Out of the blue BMX. I'm going to check that out. But so the universe is constantly responding to us. You remember they put out that CIA document that said, that we live in a holographic universe and oh shit huh oh yeah yeah the mtv holocaust commercial wow man thank you bro out of the blue bmx thank you right i forgot about that shit I think these were the commercials that said, like, we don't live in this right now. Something like that, right? Saying, like, consider yourself lucky we don't live in it. It was something along those lines. But, yeah, folks. Yeah, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go check those out. 
Thank you, out of the blue BMX, man. This is why I love y'all because y'all, I'm telling you, y'all, you had me going down some rabbit holes. Let's just put it like that, okay? This is, you know, I always think of myself as kind of like a spokesperson for our corner of the internet, okay? Um, I, I don't, you know, I come up with information, but then a lot of the information I look into is stuff that y'all tell me to look into or things that you suggest for me to look into. And so what we hear on, on the Wake Up Radio is a culmination of that. And this is for our listeners, even outside of this little bubble to understand that, you know, uh, I'm standing on the shoulder of giants, okay? Like, yeah, I come here and spit this information, but, the, but this is, you know, this is a family affair, okay? Like, that's crazy, right? Because I remember these commercials where you have these guys coming in with these guns. I can't remember what it's about. I, I'm going to check this out after the show. But going back to what I was saying, is that we're in this holographic universe that the, the, the CIA put out this document and made sure that we all caught wind that, yes, they put out this document saying that we live in a holographic universe and that we can basically create and manipulate our reality, that there are other entities, higher dimensional beings with whom we can interact as we go into these altered states of consciousness. The higher our state of consciousness goes, the more the more and closer we merge with the ultimate consciousness. And as we merge with the ultimate consciousness, we also lose our sense of self. We lose our sense of self and our sense of individuality an individual will. <clears throat> the, the, and this is all from the CIA document. Uh, you know, um, there are other realms, there are other beings with whom you can interact. And, and, you know, as spiritual people, especially if you come from a certain tradition, Vodun, Ifa, even Christianity, you know, there, a lot of spiritual traditions have the understanding that there are other beings. This one came from the CIA. That, that's why I'm just quoting this. But one thing they say is that you can change, you can manipulate, change, influence your reality based off your mind and the intensity that you put into it. But as you do that, you don't want to force it because if you force it, you put too much intensity. This is paraphrasing. If you put too much intensity, you might find yourself completely disconnected from your timeline. Okay? So you put in that intensity. You can focus your intentions and know that as you kind of maintain that vibration, that the changes are being made. But because you're basically moving heaven and earth and the stars and the molecules in order to align with your consciousness, that it's gonna take time, okay? And that's all right. Even in Ifa, 
I'm not an Ifa practitioner, but as my big brother explains to me, he said, Obatala moves as slow as a snail. And that's because everything needs to be lined up precisely in order for the divine will and order to be enacted. Which sounds exactly to me like what the CIA is saying in this document with the holographic universe where you can put in the intensity, you can put in your manifestation and the greater your manifestation, the more time needs to be allowed for things to fall into place, okay? So I feel that's largely what we're experiencing right now is the universe falling into place seeing all this crazy shit and you, you know if you pay attention to the news then the world is going to end in 2030 but we might actually conquer these people in the next few years okay we might actually conquer these evil doers we might actually see a form of heaven on this earth okay we don't necessarily have to give in to okay think about all the christians uh, think about the three major world religions right Jews, Christianity, and Islam were all banking on this end of the world scenario. They want this big battle between good and evil. They want the world to go up in flames. Like this is a part of their belief, you know, where you know, on between all three of them, they will even cause a certain level of destruction in order to bring back their messiah, whoever it is. And I, I have a strong feeling that they all are, they will, if anything, manifest the same messiah, you know? He's a war god, all right? You know, the black Christians talk about this, peaceful Jesus. I don't know what kind of Jesus that black Christians are trying to have come back, but the messiah of the Jews is a war general, Okay. The Mahdi of, of the, let me see, the Moshiach of the Jews, he's a war general, okay? The Mahdi of Islam, he's a war general, okay? The Jesus that Christians really want to come back, he's a war general, okay? This is a war general. This is somebody who is not with the shits, who's chopping off heads, throwing motherfuckers into lakes of fire, okay? This is the type of individual that, the three major religions, so how is it that they're putting their collective energy, their ashe, their manifestation together and aren't going to manifest the same motherfucker. Whether he's up there in the clouds waiting to come down or they create him. I can't see how they would create three different people, you know, because there's so many of them on the earth who basically all believe from the same book. All right. So th this thought form could be created from the collective manifestation of these people who have been following these books, all right? So all that's gonna take time to come to pass, but who's to say that we can't create something different? Why, why does this all have to go up in flames? If that's what it is, that's what it is. If that's the will of the creator of the heavens and the earth, that's what it is. But if we have a say in this, then that's something that should be explored too. Something that Credo Mutua, rest in power, the elder, the, the Zulu Sanusi Credo Mutua says was that humans, 
humans living all throughout the universe have always been a warlike people. And that we were basically contained on this earth so that we could grow and learn to work with each other and work with others. We were created, we were special. There's something special about humans, but we have to learn what it is. And we have to learn to work peaceably with each other and with other races and species. If we don't learn that, and we're put on this earth as a kind of garden or, or like an incubator for us, right? But if we don't learn our lesson here and we don't eventually take to the stars that we will die on this earth because this earth has its own timetable. And I believe to a certain extent, this is just my belief, I believe to a certain extent the earth, I believe the earth kind of like our, our karma as humans is connected to the karma of this earth that we're on right now, okay? You know, I don't want to say that we're a punishment to the earth per se, but I, you know, I feel like our destiny is connected with the destiny of the earth and that we have to work with each other. We humans have to work with the earth in order for us to both fulfill our missions and our destiny. Just like we're evolving as beings and human beings, the earth is also evolving. And as the custodians of the earth, especially my melanated people, we have to do a much better job, okay? Because, I mean, you ever seen, I don't know, you see big lady sitting in the trailer tra trailer park in a trailer home. She weighs four or 500 pounds, has a bunch of children. She can't even run after her children to take care of them. They're running amok, moshing up the neighborhood. You know, that that's like us right now. Like we, we let the kid, we let the little children take over and we're not laying down the law. We're not disciplining. You know, the house looks like shit. And where we don't even have the energy to clean it up because we've been eating potato chips and ho-hos and shit. You know, like we got to do better. We got to take up our responsibility as the custodians of this earth. We have to put into this hologram what we want to see. If we want to see a utopia, then we got to put that in. We got to use our collective mind power to put that in. Okay, because... In the end of the day, nothing can stop us but our ourselves. For all we know, we might be asleep in a fucking pod in the middle of a simulation right now. Okay? <laughs> Just come on. Look at how the universe gives you back feedback. Look at how the universe bounces back what you put into it. Okay, it's not a coincidence. There's no way that all of us could be on this line right now and have had similar experiences, but then 
they don't relate. Like that's not the actual reality of our universe. No, if you're listening to this and you can relate to what I'm telling you, then this is just a confirmation for your power. Okay. So just like y'all are confirming it for me, I'm confirming it for you. And I'm giving thanks for that. One thing, gratitude, the vibration of gratitude, the vibration of gratitude, ladies and gentlemen, be grateful. If you woke up this morning, then be grateful. If you know you have food in your belly, you have friends, loved ones, if you have your health, whatever it is, that you can always find something to be grateful about. If you're able to listen to this right now, you can always find something to be grateful. When when we start embracing gratitude, that vibration it fills up our cells. Like literally, then this is epigenetic stuff. This is you know. It's pure science. When because when you start to any anything that any thought that turns into an emotion is replicated through your DNA. So the the um, the vibration of gratitude. You start putting that vibration of gratitude out there, and you're gonna start to transform your cells. You're transforming your mind. And you're going to start to attract more situations and relationships for you to be grateful. And this is how the universe works. We can literally program ourselves and program our auras. Like if you know about your aura, you know that you have an auric field around you, that you have this electromagnetic you know, psycho spiritual field that surrounds you and it, it permeates all of your cells. Okay. So as your DNA replicates, if it's replicating with the vibration of gratitude, then you're going to draw more experiences to yourself for you to give thanks. And th that's, this is literally how the universe works, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, like we talk about a lot of fucked up shit on this show and on this network, but it's always important for us to remember that the power is still in our hands. Okay. These people have not won. They're not going to win. The, you have the ability to manifest the reality that you want to see. Uh, trust me when I tell you, I've seen so many people do it. I've done it in my life and it's always I always need to be reminded, just like all of us need reminders at some point in our life that we don't have to give in to all this stuff, but we have to be active participants in our liberation. And, and if there's one thing I can impart to you this evening, it's that you need to be an active participant in your liberation in 2021. The world is not going to end in 2030. I know a lot of people want it to. But I feel we're going to be here for a long time. Um, you know, the, these vaccines that they're giving out to people, and this might kick people off, so I hope it doesn't. But these vaccines that they're giving to people, I'm hearing some fucked up shit about it right now. They're saying that they're trying to depopulate the earth. They're trying to depopulate the people. There's, Listen, there's a chance that it's going to be us <laughs> in the next few years against the rest of these devils, okay? And so, you know... We have to go into this battle with the right type of vibration. If you're a Christian, then go the Christian way. You know, if you're Muslim, Arab, whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Go the way, but just know that you're in this fight. And 
it's it's us against people who are not like us. You know what I'm saying? The, the you see in Christianity, they say the way that it comes off in Christianity is that most people are gonna burn in hell. Maybe that's what's gonna happen. I don't think that's what's gonna what's gonna happen. You know, um, you have some truly wicked and evilest people out there who have the worst intentions for other people. I know, you know, none of us are perfect, but most of us are not like these people. They, we are not like them. Okay, and d don't don't think for a minute. Don't even equate yourself to these people. You know, you weren't born in sin. You weren't born and you were born in perfection. You were created in perfection, even if it was in an imperfect situation, a circumstance in which you were created. <clears throat> you were created in perfection. OK. And the world told you that you were imperfect. That's the real deal right there. Don't let these people brainwash you. You know what I'm saying? Don't let these people brainwash us out here. The, the, the power, we do have the power. If you believe in a God or if you believe in a higher intelligence, then communicate with that intelligence. Personally, I'm pretty sure that there's something out there and within us. And when I say out there, there's something thinking and living that created everything we're experiencing right now. I, I could go into why. But it's something for people to look into for themselves. I know why. You know what I'm saying? I know why. Okay? Something makes the trees grow. Something makes the sun shine. Something makes the wind blow. And you could break it down scientifically. But breaking it down scientifically doesn't take away from the fact that there is most likely a greater intelligence. And we're just a part of it something that's been here for a long time before us and will be here a long time after us. Okay? You can take my word for it if you want. You can meditate on whatever you got to do. This is just my opinion. This is just what I've learned through life. Okay? <clears throat> look at how look at how um, okay. Look at phytochemicals, right? Look at phytochemicals. I'm just going to say this before we get out of here, because this is something I learned in my, you know, as I was studying my, my medical studies, right? So phytochemicals, let's say you have plants. Let's say you have a parasite that's eating a certain plant. That plant is going to put off phytochemicals. Those phytochemicals, they go off into... They get let off and they go out into the atmosphere, you know, and that plant is going to attract the predator of the predators to come eat it so that those predators no longer can eat the plants. So these phytochemicals are created like how, where do they come from? How do the plants know? How do the plant, how do they reach the, uh, the other critters to let them know that, they need to come and eat the pests off of this particular plant. All right? That's just one little example, one little scientific example of what I'm talking about. You know, you have the mycelium in the ground. That, that's basically the precursor to the fungus. 
from what I understand, okay? The mycelium, all fungus and mushrooms, all that stuff comes from mycelium. Mycelium is at the foundation. When you look into the ground, the mycelium is, it's like the matrix. It's like, you remember that movie Avatar with the blue people in space, right? What they call it, Awa? Awa, I think that's what they called the the consciousness of their planet, Awa. Well, it's a real thing, and it exists on this earth with the mycelium, okay? That is a network, an intricate network. It is like the nervous system, the thought center of our planet. And I believe, you know, you, you could probably eat a little piece of mycelium and understand, you know, the animals, they probably eat this stuff and consume it and just around it and, you know, understand what's going on in different parts of the forest, you know, like, I don't know, I'm just speculating right now. This All this to say is like, yes, there's something extremely intelligent about this creation in which we live. And if you got it, if you would need to put it, if you need to put a name on it, put a name on it. I don't really need to put a name on it to know that it's there. And this thing, all of this is aiding us in how we create our reality, okay? We're all a part of this creation. Like I said, we might be sitting in some pod or in some ancient mystical rainforest asleep in this simulation right now. When we wake up, this is going to be like a fleeting dream. Like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting and they had these boxes on the wall that, and other people were in the boxes and you talked to oh, I don't know. Go back to eating some mycelium. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we might all know each other outside of here in that realm. This might be the big illusion. You see what I'm saying, folks? You know, and we're talking to each other through these devices and all this stuff, but we're probably kicking it somewhere else at the same time. I don't know. I can tell you about some dreams that I've had, boy, where I'm sure I was seeing some of y'all out there, you know, where I, where I, I come into this dreamscape and... I remember, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one before I get off this line. I remember this. I had this one like probably 20 years ago. I had this dream where I came. I remember I started, I was floating down into this world and I landed. It was like on a landing pad. And there were a lot of people coming into this landing pad. I guess it was a way of travel. I floated down, mind you, with my body. And when I came in, Somebody was waiting for me with a cloak or something like that. So I threw on my cloak and I was with a team of people and we were just going off onto a mission. Where we were going, I don't remember, but it felt so real. And these people, I couldn't tell you anybody's face. I couldn't tell you anything. But clearly we knew each other and we were on a mission and... You know, it was just like like my old friends or friends, family, whoever it was. I don't know who they were, but they were there. You know what I'm saying? And so 20 years later, now I'm having this conversation with y'all. Like I said, some of y'all could have been there. Who knows? I'm sure we know each other. The fact that we're interacting <clears throat> in this realm right now like this lets me know that we have interacted with each other in other realms. And we are constantly reminding each other. And that's the important part. Just, you know, anything that you were inclined to do, anything that you feel you are drawn to do, do that shit. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Shout out Andrea Rose, Andrea Rose. <laughs> know what it is. Yeah. Um, anything that you were drawn to do, that you were inclined to do, do that shit. You know what I mean? And you're going to come across people in your path who are reminders of that and who are reflections of that path. And, you know, like take that, take those jewels and know that we are existing in this holographic universe and that we have the power to create the reality we want to see. You know, that's what this is about. That's what On The Wake Up is about. We encourage you to go to onthewakeupradio.com to listen to the 24-hour radio streaming. We encourage you to create an account on otwtube.com, okay? Because I'm telling you, that is free speech social media. We had to fight. We had to fight hard to come to a place where we could have that. But we're here now, okay? So that's a place for 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 different minds to come together and just build, you know, build the world that we want to see. These people are not going to win. They're already going down. Like I said, check out the show, The Swan Song of the Elite. Just check out all of our shows. They're dope. They're dope, you know, and, you, you know, do your own homework. Go Go back on some older content. If you want to have an understanding of what's going on, if you have that understanding already, then I feel it's just to go forward and manifest, you know? Um, It's so interesting seeing people in different stages of this evolution. You know, I learn from people all the day. Uh, I see my homie on here. I'm not going to put you on blast too much, but you know what I'm talking about. Like... (laughs) You know, you have people who have been talking about this stuff since the 80s and the 90s who know all of it. But when you hear them talk, they're in such a different place in their evolution, you know. And so that that's, you know, that's how we have to be right now. Like you take this information, you use it, you take what applies, put the rest to the side. But don't ever forget who you are. Don't ever forget what you're pursuing and what you want to see realized in this physical form. Because we're here for a limited amount of time. You know, Um, we never know when our time is going to be. And so we have to make the best of every day and every moment that we are here. That's the real shit. I lost a homie a couple, what, a month ago, two months ago now. <clears throat> Used to see him almost every day. Um, you know, never would have thought, never would have thought that I was going to come in one day because we, we were working together. And, you know, like, this is my man. When... When I first started as a Tai Chi instructor, I think he was in my first class as my student. I was teaching Tai Chi. I was teaching, excuse me, massage and acupuncture students. And he was like a class clown, you know, always making people laugh. And he's big, yardy, big Jamaican dude, you know, 
always making people laugh and shit. And, you know, <laughs> and I, I just remember how I used to have to settle down to class. Like, I would watch him. Like, oh, man, I can't let this motherfucker get all, you know, get out of control. Like, I got to kind of maintain my, you know, my position as the teacher in this class. And I'm telling you, like, most people didn't practice. Most people... A lot of people didn't practice. Not most. A lot of people didn't practice. But when I tell you, yo, this man, he would come in, he would do his Tai Chi, crisp, slow, to perfection. You know what I'm saying? You could tell that he was practicing. So I couldn't even be mad at him at the end of the day. Right? So, you know, he, he was my student for probably a year or so. And then, you know, uh, after a while, we didn't see each other anymore. So now we're both, I'm a massage therapist, and then all of a sudden, I'm working at the spot for probably a year, two years. Then I see my man, and I said, oh, shit. Oh, so I'm telling you, like, we would hang out, like, regularly. Sometimes we would just walk, walk through the city, you know, and just talk and just build. And he's a real good brother, you know, and just insightful and everything. You know, we had a little spot that we would go, a little Caribbean spot that we would go, and we would eat some good food. You know, we didn't really, I'm not a big drinker, you know what I'm saying? So we weren't drinking like that. It was just two brothers having good conversations, you know? And came in one day, like I said, about a month ago, two months ago, found out that my man passed, and it was like, what the fuck? You know, what the fuck? Like, this was like a little brother to me, you know? And just to think that someone like him, like, you would never think, you would never think. And I'll tell you what he told me, too, which was just another reason why I go so hard. That the last day that I saw him, you know, we always talk shit to each other. He came in, he was like, he said, Cam, tried to tune into your show last night. He said, I tuned into your show last night, Cam. Then I logged off because I don't have that type of attention span. But I see you. So you keep doing what you're doing. This is what he told me. Honest to God, this is what he told me. So you keep doing what you're doing, Cam. (laughs) (laughs) And then later on in that day, he was like, Cam, you know what? You're one of the few niggas I could actually hang out with. I was like, you're one of the few niggas I could actually hang out with. You know, we had a good laugh about it. Went off, you know, I worked later that day, and then um, he bounced that day. I came in the next day, and, you know, people were crying. What the hell is going on? Went to my boss. What's going on? She told me that my man died. He, he walked out, so that day he was laughing and joking, laughing and joking. I didn't see him later that evening because I had clients. He was laughing, joking. Walked out. Within 15 minutes of him walking out that door, he was gone from this earth, ladies and gentlemen. Gone. Fucking gone. We didn't know it till the next day. I, I came in, you know, nine something. That's when I found out. Just to think. You know? 
But when I when I think back on him, you know, he was an evolved being. I learned a lot from that brother. And so all that to say, you know, like our time here is limited, but we need to make the best of it. And don't let these motherfuckers get you down. Don't let these blood sucking devils get you down. You know, don't let these pedophiles get you down. None of that shit. You know what I'm saying? All they're here to do is to lower our vibration. We talk about a lot of fucked up shit on this network. And it's important to remember that we're we're here for the fight. We're all here for the fight. Okay? We're going to see this thing play out. It's important to remain strong. You know, do your homework. You know how we feel about these vaccinations. Don't get that shit. If you don't, don't get that shit. You know what I'm saying? If you can avoid it, don't get that shit. Don't get it, ladies and gentlemen, because we need you here for the fight. Okay? They're going to try to do a lot of stuff. They're going to try to trick us with these with these viruses and pathogens. They're going to try to trick us with these mass shootings. They're going to try to trick us with the terrorism, okay? They're going to try to trick us with the earth changes. They're going to try to trick us with the natural disasters. They're going to try to trick us with alien invasions, okay? They're going to try to trick us, but as long as you hold your head through all this, okay, don't let the body snatchers catch you, and don't let the body snatchers know that you haven't been caught. Ladies and gentlemen, just want to shout out you all, the listeners, for tuning in. Shout out my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast, who couldn't be here this evening. Check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. Check us out at otwtube.com, create an account. That's free speech social media. Thank you to everyone that's tuning in. On the Wake Up Radio Army. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Tune in again next week for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the Wake Up. Flawed individual. Cindy Ashby. On the Wake Up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.